back, everybody, to the Doctor Who Flashcast. I am here to talk to you about The Lie of the Land dun, 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 by Toby Whitehouse. And joining me to talk about it is Rachel Donner. Hello. Hi. It's good to have you here. You appear um, it, you appear regularly on This Week in Time Travel, do you not? I I've, do. I've heard you there regularly. A couple and of times, yeah. And other places, and you were on Pod, we were on Pod for Ham. We're not talking about a Hamilton song here, so don't run away. No singing, probably. There's no musical numbers in the lie of the land. But we do get the resolution of the story of the monks that we've been following for the last two weeks. That happened. Yeah, it did. It's weird. I read the other week, I read Doctor Who magazine, um, and uh, it covered these three episodes. And it sounds like... What happened is that Stephen Moffat saw some ways to connect these stories together and that like initially this story was Toby Whitehouse wanted to write about a totalitarian society um, and Stephen Moffat made some links between that and the extremist story. Uh, or no, he did the extremist story, but he made the, between that and the pyramid story and the and the uh, the blinding of the doctor coming out of the previous story and all of that. Like it seems like maybe this was not a grand plan to have four interconnected episodes, but more yeah. like he saw yeah. the connections and decided to tighten them all up. So um, I don't know. Just as a as a point of view, um, I, I I definitely got that from Doctor Who magazine that this wasn't as intended as a grand story arc as it was. Sort of, why don't we make these the same villain and connect them together? I don't know. Yeah, it was really interesting to have sort of a interconnected three parter in the middle of the season. Yeah. like this and three I all three know. episodes are really different right i mean they the, are well and it felt very much like the whole utopia last of the time lord oh yeah i i said um uh, right after the episode my my my, my knee-jerk reaction was this episode really reminded me of uh actually reminded me of last of the time lords a little yeah. bit along with a little um the doctor the widow and the wardrobe thrown in because that that's oh, that yeah. episode I where really it's thought like about that one mothers are great <laughs> mothers save the world and like mothers are great but it's like yeah i think i've seen this one before where where mothers are great and they save the world but why not it's fine there's you know but it, it did have that you know Martha is the only one left who can save, uh, who, who knows what's going on and can save the world. And early on in this episode with Bill, I was like, okay, uh, this is a little bit familiar that the, something terrible has happened in the world, but uh, the companion knows the, the secret. And, uh, yeah, the, and you know, with the fascism yeah. overtones and yeah, it kind of felt a little bit to me like, Hey, RTD, if you're going to do that story, this is maybe how you should have done it. <laughs> Not that I agree with that assessment necessarily, but it just felt like a kind of a retread of it. it. It's always interesting when Stephen Moffat, and, and again, I don't know if he actually is intentionally like commenting on how. Russell did it, but sometimes he goes over the same ground and it does sort of feel like, oh, this is what would have happened if Stephen Moffat had been telling that same story. And I definitely felt that this time. Um, there was some other Moffat-y kind of like a concept filled in here. And I know Stephen Moffat didn't write it, but, you know, obviously he is the invisible hand behind all of this. Um, but, you know, it, it is... Um, 
it's different in a bunch of ways. It, there's no um, winding back time at the end. There's we could argue when we get there maybe about if it is a cop out or not. But they don't they don't undo what happened. People just sort of forget. And I I kind of like do that. in Doctor Who as they do as you do with um, all the aliens and all the things that seem to come to Earth. It just kind of fades away in people's memories. Yeah, I mean not not to get to one of my favorite lines in the episode, but at the end, you know, when the Doctor says humanity never learns from its mistakes and bill says isn't that part of our charm and he says no it's annoying (laughs) (laughs) wonderful that's that's about there's the show right there (laughs) is you people don't learn and no of course we don't learn because the the earth would be unrecognizable like right i mean they want to tell stories set in our world and it's impossible to tell that story if the the world has survived 20 straight alien invasions right it wouldn't be the same world so they have to do it that way or wind time back i guess but yeah 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 there's something to be said for that yeah uh, but um so but this is the idea that the, the the monks have been with us since the beginning of time there's this false narrative that's been created where famous people throughout history have been working with the monks to do everything and the monks have defeated all the monsters instead of the doctor that's our opening narration by the doctor there's another narration happening in this episode that I thought was interesting, and um, and it has a payoff, too. So what did you think? When we start, we see Bill talk to her mother, and then uh, midway yes. through, she's like narrating the action of the episode to her mother, and I'm wondering what you thought about that, because that's so different in tone than we usually see in Doctor Who. Yeah, so I initially thought that this was some sort of alternate timeline where her mom was alive and was actually there. And then, I mean, you figure it out pretty quickly based on, you know, immediately after the title sequence, you you kind of figure out the setup right away. And I'm like, oh, she wasn't really there. And and then it's confirmed when she has the conversation with Nardal. Right. But that was my initial thought, was that the, the mom was alive in this time, alternate timeline. Yeah. But it really isn't an alternate timeline. It's just kind of a fuzzy yeah, it's memories. continuation well, of the timeline. There's this argument that if you, if you changed everybody's memories, it would be like you changed time if nobody believed what had come before was, was real. Um, but then she starts... I accepted that as a, a kind of like, I get this, that we've, we've, it, this has been set up before about her connection with her mother and then the doctor going back in time and getting pictures and all of those things. I thought it was, I, t- I took more notice in the middle of the episode where, uh, when they go out of the boat to get to the vault and that's a, a bit of a narrative leap and it's bridged by Bill doing narration telling the story to her mother and i thought that is unusual for doctor who um and 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 you know i i wrote it down as a note to talk about but what i didn't see coming is that what it was actually doing was planting the seed for the resolution of the story i totally didn't see that coming yeah because if they were gonna have her talking to her mom at the beginning of the episode they needed to come back to it at least one more time in the middle to to make that payoff make sense at the end right exactly right because you wanted to it would be out of the blue right if it was like oh think of your mother oh yeah my mother remember her from other episodes yay we saved the day and instead it's like no Mm -hmm. she's she's 
created a version of her mother that she can talk to. Uh, and the doctor's pictures have allowed her to build a, an image of her that was much more limited before she met the doctor. And now the, her mother is the only thing she can hang on to of normalcy. So when they get to the end, I mean, you can make the argument it is a Doctor Who ending. Sometimes there's a kind of amazing, coincidental, magical thing that happens at the end to solve all the problems. And all you do as a storyteller, I feel like, is you've got to make it feel in hindsight, right, in retrospect, that they played fair. And when I got to the point in this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, you, you did it. You got it. You got me because Bill's mom has been there this whole time in this episode, not just in this season. It's like, I get it that she has been using her as a, a an anchor to reality. So it, it was I, I, cleverly done, I thought. Yeah, although there was one thread throughout the episode that was bothering me the whole time. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's probably 50% due to the fact that I saw Wonder Woman last night. And so that narrative is fresh in my mind. But I felt like the entire episode was the doctor getting in the way of Bill being Bill. Yeah. And, yeah. In the, you know, it was just like, Bill is so strong and so smart. And the doctor was just throwing roadblocks in front of her right and left. And I thought inappropriately so. Like, let's make her go through this crazy hoops test to make sure that she's okay. And like, Nardole's in on it, too. And all these soldiers are in on it, too. And like, let's make the girl dance, right? I Yeah, I really didn't like that. That really, really upset me. And Mm then, you know, it, it kind of happens again later in the episode where you know she she has constructed this memory of her mother to help support and sustain her you know i mean i felt like kind of in the way that the you know the amazon culture was sustaining wonder woman and driving her to reach her potential and that even as Bill is attempting to save the world, the doctor's like, oh, look what I did. I gave her those photos and she wouldn't have those memories of her mother and have that construction without me. And I just, oh, that bugged the crap out of me. Yeah, I, I was so disappointed because Bill was doing something like who's to say that she would not have built a memory of her mother without exactly. the doctor. I mean, that's ludicrous. It's it's funny. So, I, I feel like I've I had this know. argument this season a couple of times about the interruption of Bill's date. And I, I, I kind of have the same feeling with this, which is uh, and and. And it struck me when I was watching it that that was a line that it felt to me that sounded like a Stephen Moffat line, that that was a in a rewrite that he noticed that this was only he noticed that this was built on the photos and he had written the thing with the photos in it and that the, therefore the doctor had kind of helped her along in this situation. And he wrote that line. I thought I was being kind, but I was saving the world. And, and at the time I thought, okay, that's a Stephen Moffat line. It sounds like to me, maybe it's not, but it sure sounds like it. And it's funny. And it's funny meta commentary on the show that the doctor's always busy saving the world. And this time he's just doing something kind for Bill. And it tur- oh, the irony, it turns out to save the world. That's all fine. It is f- it is funny and meta commentary about the show. The problem but in is... in context, it just... No. Yeah. It, the problem is that, all the, that, that it's this choice to go for the joke, 
go for the funny line and not realize that you're kind of undercutting your story when you do it. And I definitely felt that here. Funny line, but totally gets in the way of the fact that Bill is the one who's saving the world here, not the doctor. He's just involved, but it's not his it's not his story right now. Yeah, and all she's trying to do the entire episode is make up for what she sees as a mistake. Right. That's, she wants to fix things. She wants to heal the world, just like Wonder Woman. She wants to see humanity as at its best, as opposed to at its worst, which what is what it seems like is happening with the monks in control. Right. And I, it, it was just infuriating to see her undercut yeah. the entire way whether you know and and whether it was by that test or by you know that yeah. supposed joke toward the end or even by the doctor saying oh i don't trust you bill to come up with something smart let's go talk to missy you know yeah. and see what she has to say like that was yet another instance of not allowing bill to be bill so the first act like Bill in the first act is doing, again, this is sort of what Russell Davis did with Martha in Last of the Time Lords. It is, uh, she is um, on her own in this horrible apocalyptic world and she is uh, using her wits to figure out a way to save the doctor, essentially. And, Mm -hmm. and that, and great, right? Like this is, this is Bill without the doctor using what she's learned and she joins up with Nardole and makes sure that she's comfortable that he's, he's, uh, he really remembers the real memories and all that. And they go and they have their adventure and they get to the boat and, and she's going to save the doctor. And I think that's all great. Um, it was a little, a little generic, but I think it was, I think it was good. Um, but a couple things my wife said she she actually was really uncomfortable by by peter capaldi even just playing the smiling face of fascism like it's so antithetical to the doctor and what we like about peter capaldi that it was really disturbing and i get that the episode was trying to disturb us but yeah it was kind of like peter in the hunger games yeah it's just on those broadcasts it's uncomfortable the but the biggest sin i think of that story is not just that they undercut it of course it's a trick of course in the end there's a fake regeneration the whole idea here is that they couldn't trust her because they've you know there she could have been playing along as a test or a trick and this is too important their their plan that they're they're building up is too important to to uh uh, they'll 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 brainwash her or deprogram her or whatever they need to do if she's not a believer, but they need to test her. Okay, fair enough. But when it's all revealed, they like laugh at her, and I really didn't like that. Like no, like oh look how great we are. We just pulled one over on we're her. We're so clever. The doctor and these paramilitary guys we've never seen before, and Nardole all just uh it was for your own good, dear, but ho oh, 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 oh boy, you really took that seriously. And I, I felt like that was exactly the wrong note. That the right note was gonna be, We're sorry we had to do that to you, but we had to be absolutely sure if yeah. the, if they got any wind of this, the whole jig would be up and the world would be doomed. And instead it was like, ho oh, oh, ho oh, ho, what a prank that was. Uh didn't like that nope no that's talk about the undercutting of it should we talk about missy sure um i thought the missy stuff was the best thing in the episode 
It really was. Um, I actually, I spent some quality time like trying to figure out all the songs she was playing on the piano. I just, I got, I mean, she plays the entertainer because by Scott Joplin she at plays one point. The, yeah, yeah, she plays the entertainer and, and I thought she played the close encounters theme hmm. a little bit, a couple of notes in there. And then I think the first thing she was playing was actually some Murray Gold Doctor Who music, mm. but I'm, because I was like trying to find it and I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought that was cool. Just having the piano there to kind of help set the tone for what she was doing. And it's literally. a little, a little Hannibal Lecter like, and that she's sort of in the middle of a room with these barriers around her that at one point we see are like force field barriers. And, and somebody's going to say, but I heard there was knocking at the vault door but she says in dialogue, you don't think I could get out of here? This is right. me being good. Like, So I'm sure that at some point she got so frustrated that she got out of her cage and went to the door and banged on it, right? That's just, th- there, there, there are some layers here. It, it, it's set up to look like Silence of the Lambs kind of thing, although it's a very, you know, there's light coming in the windows that are inside the vault, which is obviously way bigger on the inside. But um, she's playing the piano. She's going cold turkey at being bad, we learn. This is, this is her really trying to live up to what she said when she was going to be executed about trying to turn over a new leaf and i find that really interesting i'm not sure any of us as doctor who fans can believe for a moment that it's going to work out for her but i could could believe that maybe she's trying or experimenting with the idea of being like the doctor and and yeah it felt very like faith from buffy yeah for me in terms of trying for redemption but maybe the evil is still there well and and faith actually sorry we're going to take a buffy tangent people who haven't seen buffy but actually (laughs) i was going to get to a couple other lines that were my favorite lines of the episode by far and they're in this missy section and and bringing up faith the the other vampire slayer who's got a dark past and and does some bad things but is ultimately redeemed um I, i feel like that's a good model here because the what I what I got from Missy is I'm going to be good, but m- what she says is I saved this world just now by telling the truth. The fact that um, that Bill is going to have to die to fix this. I saved this world because I want to change. Uh, you know, this is me being good. Your version of good, she says to the doctor, is arrogant and sentimental. And I loved that because what oh, if that, yeah, I what if Missy's not going to be. What if Missy's not evil anymore? What if she decides to be good, but her good is not the doctor's good? And that reminded me that you're, that's when you said faith, because that's like faith ultimately is going to be a superhero in the end, right? But her morals and the means to that end don't necessarily align with Buffy's. And so here we are, like, even if Missy wanted to be a good guy, doesn't mean that she's going to be the doctor at all and the doctor will probably hate that and i love i love that whole thing that was so yeah, fascinating the way that both missy and faith kind of own or at least in the present moment of this episode are owning their bad deeds and trying to process them and remember each individual one and she talks about you know remembering the names of each individual person that she's killed right. I, you know faith went through something very similar and that's where I thought the comparison was apt. But you're totally right, too, because Faith, you know, when she does come out at the other end of it and is on this path to redemption, she really does see the world differently from Buffy in terms of what good is and what it means and and how to express that. 
And I, I feel like this is definitely a very similar kind of thought process here. And is that good enough for the doctor? I mean, I think that's the that's the question is... Well, and does the doctor get to judge when she's... Yeah ready or not. Right, because I would think that he would where be Where does off, that come from? Uh, uh, if he judges that she is truly changed, but she's not going to be good in the same way that he's good, what is his judgment at that point, right? Because is that good? Do you want... he? Because he's got to look in himself. This is why this is all fascinating. I mean, it's sort of outside. It's like a few scenes that are about the show and about the season more than they're about this episode. But that's the stuff I really held on to as my favorite things in this episode. I was, you know, lukewarm. I was okay on this episode. But, but that stuff, those questions of... Like, the doctor knows how dark his own heart is and how hard he tries to redeem himself by having these rules of behavior. And he's looking at Missy, and I, I, I've got to wonder if he's thinking, is this worse than having her be evil? Having her be good but reckless or good but with the wrong priorities? That's fascinating to me that the doctor has to, like, he's seeing his... It's one thing to see a, a, an enemy across from you. It's another to see a your past self or a misguided version of yourself across from you, which is kind of what she's turning into here. Yeah. And what's also interesting is we haven't really heard what her version of good is yet. Right. So we know that it's she doesn't want to be vain and arrogant and sentimental, but she wants to be good. So what is that? What is that going to look like? And and I'm assuming we'll get a little piece of that later in the season. (laughs) Yeah, I would think or, or, or a big piece, too, maybe in the in the in the last couple of episodes. But um it is it is interesting the the scene that follows it with her she is crying and talking about the people that she killed and so maybe the implication there is there's some progress that just saying oh well the solution is to make bill a vegetable and then this problem is solved is easy but then in the mm-hmm. later scene you know she is she is thinking oh, that of the ramifications, awkward was right? delicious by the way Oh yeah, awkward. She's like awkward. Oh, and she does in a um. She she we have, we have caliente. That's Spanish for hot. That made me laugh. Oh my god. And yeah, um, I'm engaging Michelle the Gomez. process. She says in an American accent, which also yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, uh, Michelle Gomez played with accents so amazingly mm-hmm. in this episode, just with the different tones and, and, you know, she could throw in the Scottish brogue when she needed to. But again, like you said, use an American accent and then just use that little Spanish phrase. And I thought, I just thought that was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I kind of like, you know, I can go hot and cold on seeding the story arc of a season, uh, through other episodes like i didn't particularly like the missy introduction introduction season where there was the obligatory villain dies and is greeted by missy scene where it's just kind of punched in there but i've really liked how the vault slash missy stuff has been threaded through this season because in an episode that isn't doesn't really have to be about her even though she does give some pivotal information away um we we are progressing to something with her and i and, and so it's you know who's in the box mystery to start you know more information about that and then it's like well it's missy in the box because of this execution thing that the doctor kind of cheated on and now we get but he is still holding her to a pr- his promise of uh having her try to be good uh 
and that's all great like that i feel like the these scenes are meaty and yet in this case also tied into the episode that they reside in that's really nice I, that's a that's a tough one and i think they pulled it off yeah and you know given that we had this mystery of what's in the vault and then it sort of became kind of obvious that it was missy or the master in the vault mm-hmm. and maybe that was disappointing so that now that we've actually seen it come more to fruition i don't think it's quite as disappointing as knowing that it's her without having seen the action yet i think this the way that they did this it actually really does work and and kind of looking back on it i'm not as disappointed that it was as obvious well it turns out the season mystery was not what's in the vault it was who's in the vault and why and what is that i mean like it keeps changing every time we get that new piece of information it just calls in another question which is perfect right because now exactly it furthers the plot yeah so now it's like what's missy up to slash learning how is she changing what will this mean later that's like that's yeah that's good that's well done i'm i'm very happy with how that that part is going um on the outside of this episode uh outside the box outside the vault uh the there is a final assault on the pyramid which is now in london um nardold gives a spock neck pinch at one point which made me laugh Uh, it was it obviously wasn't vulcans it was some other alien yeah he can only do it with one hand because the other hand it's not really his hand he picked it up and i'll tell you know in a poker game or whatever there's some jokes and things and the mystery of nardole continues but it was a funny uh a funny little little um reference being made there there's a reference to fake news fake news central at the oh, hub of the yeah. pyramid yeah it, there was some of the stuff was a little too on the nose i would say with the fake news and yep. there was even i don't know if you noticed in the um in the images there's that were tr- in the pyramid there's a trump there's a trump in there yeah absolutely and, it, and it's like the kind of evil menacing ish looking trump photo that i've definitely seen before yeah yeah and i wonder with all these shows that are airing now with references like this i'm i can't decide at what point in the process these were made because like the fake news central my guess my gut feeling is that this that line in the script was written when people were talking about fake news and it hadn't yet been reappropriated by the people who are being accused of spreading fake news to refer to reporting they didn't like as fake news, right? I feel like the meaning has changed and perhaps changed after this story was recorded. I don't know. I don't know either, but it would be interesting to see. I know that on um, This Week in Time Travel, we had a discussion about you know, timely references in Doctor Who mm-hmm. and does that work and will that make the episodes less watchable in the future? And this is definitely an episode that will have to pass that test. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's the... And some do and some don't. I mean, I, I think about that, about Star Trek, that the original Star Trek has episodes that are resonant and uh, work still and episodes that are kind of silly because the... Um, issues that they were addressing you know either have changed or the details of them have changed um you know i, I think that there's a lot of stuff like babylon 5 is like i think i feel like babylon 5 is actually more relevant because a lot of the stuff that was being addressed there was not about current events but sort of about 20th century history and therefore it became kind of more um more 
appropriate later. I don't know. It's always dangerous. I feel like Doctor Who is so timeless in so many ways that on one level, it's dangerous to date yourself. Um, But on the other hand, you know, you're a piece of art being made now. How could you not address the world now? Yeah, will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How will how will this uh, how will this story age? I don't know. Um, In the end, of course, in the middle of fake news central, there is a monk with a thing on his head. And there yeah, I didn't quite get how that worked, but whatever science fiction, let's yeah, go with it. He's the center transmitter guy, and the thing is transmitting via the link that Bill made that's being amplified by the statues. There's it's explained. It's one of those like we put it in dialogue, just go with it, um, kind of things. But the idea here ultimately is who gets to touch the monk's head <laughs> and sacrifice themselves to uh, subvert the signal and override the signal that is transmitting the false memories out into the world, which again, I'm just kind of going with the premise. It's kind of ridiculous, but it's a, just a broad sci-fi pre- premise. So, okay. Um, and this is the, the doctor wants to do it, but he can't do it. Uh, it turns out cause he's not strong enough and Bill is going to sacrifice herself and and she says, and this one, this line of dialogue, I thought was a little shocking. Is he wakes up after being zapped by by touching the the monk head, um, and she says, "I wanted to do it while you were still asleep, but I couldn't. I wanted to talk to you." And it's like she was going to kill herself, like while he was out, and uh, you know, and they have a conversation, and, he, and again, like you pointed out, he's trying to convince her not to do it, and then she yeah. does it, and then he realizes, "Oh yeah, oh actually, think about your mom some more. This could work." It, he, does he say the the line that's whatever it takes? I'm going to save you from yourselves. I don't know. Is that when I don't have that written down? It? But yeah, but maybe like right before he touches the monk's head. Yeah, right. But in the end, he can't save them. Right? Bill can save them. This is what we've been saying all along: is that Bill is yep. the solution here. Just I, let her do it. Yeah, I thought let it was going to do it. I thought it was going to be something simple, like oh, it turns out. You can also have the person who's the, you know, the person who is a conduit can nullify it if she does it. So she should have been the person to do it all along. But instead, you know, it is a more poetic thing than just accidentally finding out that's the case. It is this virtual, you know, mom of Bill who she has in her head, who the doctor explains is a thing that that, uh, is powerful enough to override the thing in the end love conquers all and a love for a mother is the strongest love of all and that's the that's and the there's no metaphor. place like home and I exactly <laughs> exactly again you kind of go with it i had i had a moment of like yeah okay it's well it's fine like at the end of the 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 doctor the widow in the wardrobe it's very much like the power of uh, a mother's love will save everything and it's a little bit magical and it's like all right it's i'll go with it, it, it uh, i don't know if it's the power of a mother's love well, no, though it, it, i think it's a the power of a daughter's love. Yes, it's love for the mother. In the in the Doctor, yeah. the Widow, and the Wardrobe, it's the mother's love for her children. I think that that magically cures everything. But so here, it's the reverse. It's it's the daughter's love for her mother. And and but yes, I again, I think it's I think it's nice. I, I don't think it necessarily makes logical sense in the story, but I, I'm willing to go with it. It is it, it's kind of charming that. Um, and Bill, it allows Bill to be the one who actually saves the day. It's her, her mind, her thoughts, Finally. her emotions. She saves the day. The doctor just got in the way the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And, so good for Bill. Yeah. And now, and now, as a reward, she gets to write a paper about free will. Yeah. How about that? It's overdue. I hope he doesn't mark her down. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, I just got in the way of you saving the world multiple times and didn't allow you to have the free will to do it immediately. So now you have to write a paper about it. Oh, I hope she sticks it to him in the paper. That'd mm-hmm. be good. I do, too. Some footnotes mentioning dumb things yes. the doctor did. Yeah. Yes. Using his, him as an example. This is where we get the um, the student who passes by and the doctor says, you, somebody, come here. Uh, what, what do you think this is? And then go away again. And it's we thought they were filming something, maybe. And that's the implication is nobody's going to remember that the monks were even here. The monks have erased themselves from history. We never learn from our mistakes. It's annoying. Um, and and, you know, and then the final thing is Missy. We're back with Missy again, remembering all the people she killed. So she's progressing, I guess. And that's that's the whole episode. So I don't know. I mean, there's an adventure in here. There's some running around. Um, I feel like Bill's sacrifice that turns out not to be a sacrifice and her love for her mother is the is the core here, plus the, the ongoing story with Missy. And the rest of it, I don't know. I mean, what, am I going to remember? What details am I going to remember from this story in five years, right? I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in here that I don't, I don't know if it's going to stick with me. What do you think? Yeah, I... I think because also because it's in the middle of the season, it won't be remembered as much. And between all three parts, it's been a little disjointed. But I do think we'll remember the Missy parts of it as part of her arc for the season. And hopefully it will be at least part of Bill's overall journey over the course of the season. And it'll mean something. Well, a lot of this, a lot of this season has been about not worrying about the story too much and focusing on the character development. And if you do that with this episode, I think it, I think it works better. Um, Mm -hmm. The danger this happens in lots of science fiction stories, especially of building up an enemy as being impossible to defeat, (laughs) and then defeating them quickly because you need to ultimately defeat them um i did think after this was all over like well they were so dangerous because they had plotted out like everything that was going to happen uh in earth history in order to figure out the right moment to strike did they not like move that simulation forward and get a sense of what the threats were and see this coming was there no and there's like no it's never talked about in this episode that they had these amazing powers of being able to forecast what everybody was going to do and that would have made them a more fearsome opponent but they're kind of absent like there's nobody guarding the pyramid but then there's like a shootout there's only 12 of them right yeah and there's like a shootout with the monks in the pyramid which was which I thought was weird it's like and they make like little web shields kind of and shoot out bolts and all that and I I don't know It, it that part they seemed kind of absent and i thought it was strange because they had been built up as being this uh dangerous race in so many ways and then in the end they're kind of absent i don't know it's uh that 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 part i when i think about the this the story arc the three-part arc that that uh i feel like that won't age well with me the idea that they built this up and then in the end you know there was a lightly defended pyramid where the person who's controlling the entire master plan is sitting in a chair 
that if the right person thinks the right thing, then they're completely defeated. Even though it was addressed by Missy in dialogue, like, you know, they shrug it off. Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> like, okay, I guess. That's true, too. <laughs> I guess she's like, that this up. is our out for the plot. Yeah. And he's like, nah, maybe the monks just, you know, they're just kind of in it for laughs. And if it doesn't work, yeah, <laughs> I, I just I expected them to be like they were they were a little more creepy and fearsome before and in this episode they don't the epi- this episode doesn't need them to be or really want them to be uh, it, it's they're just the they're almost like a mechanism that needs to be uh, exploited in order to resolve the plot so to start the plot and then to resolve the plot I don't know I don't know this overall what you know how would you I don't know if you have a personal scoring system or something but overall overall what are your feelings about this one uh i'll, I'll give it a like a a medium yeah like it wasn't awful no uh, but there but it was a little problematic and you know it it wrapped up the story i don't think there's any loose ends from the monks storyline so that's good, right? We still don't know who they are. And I did think yeah. it was funny when they're like, hey, you know the monks, right? To Missy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know them. It's like, uh, the doctor doesn't know them. And you totally know them. And all we did was call them the monks. Have you been, do you get TV in there? Do you know what's going on outside the box? Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I, this this was fine. I didn't like it as much as I've liked the last couple of episodes. I didn't dislike it as much as I disliked one episode so i don't think it's the worst episode of the season i i don't think it's near the best i feel like it's yeah it's it's fine it's got some good stuff in it that's that in the end i think that that like we've been saying that's what i'm going to remember is like the missy stuff was really good and bill saves the world in the end despite the doctor and that's the that's the memorable stuff i'm wondering if in retrospect we'll see some more easter eggs in here could be um toward the end of the season but i mean there was a little nod to magpie electrical in here yeah and uh, you know a couple other little things so maybe maybe in retrospect we'll see more right from the vantage point of this episode it's um we don't know with uh, five more episodes to go because this is or four more episodes to go this is episode eight that there may be things that are going on here that in hindsight, knowing where the season goes, will be, yeah, we'll be like, oh, that was really interesting how this set this thing up with Missy. If the monks have more meaning than we think they do, that could be interesting. But um, yeah, it's fine. It was, it was an episode of Doctor Who. It looked, I, I thought it looked kind of interesting. I think the lack of people in the pyramid and stuff made it feel a little bit, and on the boat and all that, made it feel a little bit cheap in that way. But I like that the the scope of it, that there is the, uh, you know, the uh, the weird video room in the boat and the, the assault on the boat and the checking of the IDs and the and the assault on the pyramid. And, you know, they, they tried to make it a wide scale thing in the pictures of the of the statues. I like the ambition there. I thought it, I think I think Doctor Who has n- never looked better technically. Um, but as a story, yeah, it's fine. I would agree. All right. Well, next week is the uh, ice warriors come back. Yes. Uh, for the, all those who were demanding more ice warriors, my son immediately recognized it. He, he knowing nothing about doctor who history. He was like, Oh, there was that episode on the submarine with those guys. I'm like, yep, you got it. It's those guys. It's that. It's like, it's that writer. It's those, it's those aliens. They're from old doctor who, but they're back. Um, so 
Mark Gatiss will get one more uh, crack at the at the the Ice Warriors next week. But that's the, that's all for this week. Now I'm gonna go watch Wonder Woman. How about that? Yay! And then it's so good. We'll be all set. But this is not a Wonder Woman podcast. It's not a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. It turned into one briefly, but you know we're back to Doctor Who. Uh, Rachel Donner, thank you so much for being on the Doctor Who Flashcast. My pleasure. Thanks to everybody out there for listening, and we'll be back next week with more episodes and Ice Warriors and stuff. Bye. Doctor Who Flashcast only in-